the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um... Stock market recently. It's kind of, uh, I don't want to say it is what it is. I don't want to be cliche quite yet, but um, it's tough to get a. We had such a good start after such a bad ending to 2018. It's tough to, to say, I feel with a lot of confidence this is the direction we're going because we don't seem to be going anywhere fast. There's an awful song. Uh, from the 1980s, and it was in the movie Streets of Fire, and the big line was, you and me... Oh, and it was written by Jim Steinman, who, um... He did a lot of meatloaf songs, so they're very operatic. You know, big, grand things, and the line was, you and me are going nowhere slowly, but we should be going nowhere fast. There's nothing going nowhere... There's nothing wrong going nowhere slowly, but we should get nowhere fast. Kind of what the market is right now. There's more fizzle than sizzle. I know you're saying you're, you're starting to get too close to Snoop Dogg lyrics. I'm not gonna schnizzle. Not gonna do it. Not gonna. Not gonna do it. Um, so we're looking to either break out or break down or go sideways. President Trump probably wants a breakout because when all is well on Wall Street, it takes some of the pressure off of him. Bloomberg is reporting the president is eager to get a trade deal struck with China. He thinks it'll act as a catalyst for the stock market. The elections are starting to inch closer, especially when you start thinking about, well, first two months of the year kind of flew by, didn't they? So a couple more of those, and we're starting to look at uh, debates on CNN. That's going to be a fun debate season. First time around, Trump had nothing to lose, so he was all in. Watch him uh, protect the image now. It'll be kind of interesting to see, right? Um, So elsewhere out there, as far as stories go, the December trade balance report was ammunition for the president and trade hawks to get China at least to buy more of the U.S. goods. The goods deficit with China increased to 3.2 billion from 38, uh, increased 3.2 billion to 38.7 billion. The goods deficit with China increased to $43.6 billion, all totaled a $419 billion deficit with uh, China. So the trade deficits widened considerably under the Trump administration, not shrank. So he wants to correct this trade imbalance soon, because the sound bites are going to come back to be political. Abercrombie and Fitch, a store I haven't been in in, geez, 15 years at least. Uh, up 12.4%, better than expected earnings. Thor Industries, Thor Smash! No, that's Hulk. 
Thor pick up big hammer. Uh, Thor Industries is a RV maker, and uh, that one's too weird for me. I've looked at it in the past as kind of this play on the baby boomers getting older and you know uh, retiring, but they still want to see America and they still have things on their bucket list that they want to cross off. And uh, why not get a big RV? I've talked about in retirement, like some of the choices you're going to have to make is how you spend your money and how you create your taxes. Not your taxes, your taxes. And uh, do you draw money from a 401k and it's going to be a big pile of money? Uh, and you're going to get a big tax on it? Or do you put it in a Roth and draw the money tax-free? A lot going on, right? And an RV's always been pine, kind of part of the conversation. It's never really pined out, pined out, worked out. It's never really you know gone anywhere in my head. Because every time I look at Thor Industries, it's it's too it's random. The Green Bay Packers in the 1980s, they would win seven games and lose one, and their back half of schedule did win one and lose seven. And sometimes they would win four, lose four, win four, lose four. Uh, they, they were always in like an eight and eight team. And you know, in football, all you got to do is like get to ten wins, and anything can happen. They just couldn't do it. They were too too inconsistent. There's a curse word in there. Uh, it was a Saturday Night Live curse word, so it wasn't that bad of a curse word. But uh, just too inconsistent, is all I'll say. Da bears! Stocks hit bottom 10 years ago. Stop and think about that right now. This is the historic anniversary of stocks hitting bottoms. It was 10 years ago today. Sounds like a Beatles song, No. The S&P 500 touched rock bottom during what would be called the financial crisis, which led to the Great Recession. Since then, since that bottom 10 years ago, the S&P 500 is up 400%. Once again, saying that when things get tough, that's when you want to get going and get buying. But it's tough to do. When things are glorious, you're like, hey, I just bought Qualcomm at $52, and it's at $54 is a lot different than I just bought Apple at $230 and it's 160 So a lot of people don't like seeing downside. Don't like it. Not gonna, not gonna do it. Um, so the S&P 500 up 400% since the bottom. Not too shabby. Uh, and that's the difference between the stock market and the housing market. When you buy a house, you buy in at one fixed price. When you buy a stock market, you dollar cost average in getting much better uh, deals over, over time. I like dollar-cost averaging. One area that I'm not sketchy about that you know I've been talking more and more about, because it's, it's for real, it's marijuana. Uh, plenty of pot stocks out on the market. There's plenty of boys. Let's go where the boys are in the summer. Let's do a 1950s road movie. You know the movie Va- uh, Vacation? Chevy Chase's vacation, National Lampoon's vacation. I didn't realize <coughs> that National Lampoon really, really, really wanted a successor to Animal House. And they tried a couple times. And then, you know, Caddyshack was kind of supposed to be it. And Caddyshack, it, it was a mess. But it turned out to be a cult classic mess, but it's still a mess. Piper Jaffrey is out there talking about marijuana stocks right now. And they're saying 
you know, Aurora Cannabis. There's a lot of big prospects. There's a road ahead for U.S. federal approval. There's a huge potential market when that happens. We've started seeing some states fall in line, right? Some companies have delivered strong earnings. So Piper Jaffray and Cohen, they're both out there saying, maybe you want to overweight canopy growth or Tilray or GW Pharmaceutical, sticker symbol CGC for canopy growth, Tilroy, T-L-R-Y, GW Pharmaceuticals, GWPH. And what they said was medical use is legal in over 30 states, and we expect mobilization prohibition to end in the next few years through the States Act or federal legalization. So get in a little bit of love. Tilroy has a nice partnership with Novartis. Canopy Growth has got a, a nice partnership with uh, a big beer and spirits company. So it's not like they're raw, per se, and exposed to uh, giving their own, not giving their own business. There's, there's some partnerships there. Talking marijuana. Okay, okay. Um, and talking investing. Talking much, much more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Businesses are hiring high skill workers, even if there's no job for them. It's one of the odd conundrums going on right now in the U.S. economy. Uh, no job opening, no problem. People are in high demand as unemployment's low. Job vacancies amid low unemployment and fewer available workers. Fewer available workers is the, is the phrase that pays. Are adopting you know a new strategy. Try to get bodies in. This is a good time for you to be, how shall we say, updating your resume. Maybe going to a couple networking events. Um, about 10% of hires right now are going to companies with no such specific opening. The unemployment rate right now in the U.S. is about 3.8%, a near 50-year low, as job openings hit a record 7.3 million in December. So the job openings labor report, it's called the JOLTS report, we got plenty of open jobs, we just don't have people filling them. So we're creating positions, so to speak. That's out there. I don't know. Let's talk a little financial planning. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton from newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com, a website that's got a lot of great downloadables to help you with retirement. To help me with retirement, I have a couple questions for you, Chad. When will I know that I have enough? When is enough enough for a professional like you looking at someone like me? Well, when you know you have a clear list of expenses, including travel, health care, what your tax bill is going to be. So you have a, a tax analysis. You have a withdrawal strategy. You know what your success rate is based on different types of market simulations. Um, and you feel comfortable with it. That's when you know that, okay, I've got a plan, and I know I'm going to go through good markets, I'm going to go through bad markets, but I have a plan, so if the bad market occurs, I know what I'm going to do. And most people that go into retirement don't have that. In fact, a lot of people are paying one and a half, two percent to have their you know IRA account managed, and they still don't even have a plan. Which is interesting that you bring that up because I'm not. I'm good with structure. 
in my life. I get up at the same time. I wear the same clothes. But when it comes to retirement issues and withdrawal rates, it kind of scares me. I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all. And for you, someone like you to tell me, hey, uh, you're my CFP, you know, CFP says, you know, ha- have a spending limit. It kind of freaks me out. Not not in a bad way, just in a, I'm not comfortable with. Do you, do you run into that? Oh, yeah. I've had couples in where one in the couple would say, I'll do anything. Just don't put me on a budget. And you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that because I can't control your spending. I can give you a plan and we can monitor the plan of the success of the failure. But the success of the failure in terms of the spending is totally up to you. Um, and when you mess that up, especially in the first five years of retirement and drastically overspend based on your budget, you could be setting yourself up for 30 years of failure. That does not sound like a good thing. Failure in retirement, it, it, it's a bad phrase, right? Yeah, there's not much to, you can do to come back to it because, you know, is there's so much age discrimination in the Bay Area now in terms of employment that good luck if you retire and make some major mistakes and then you're you know 70 years old and try to go back to work in the high tech world that you came out of five, 10 years ago, it's going to be very difficult for you to get back. It's taken me 50 years to say this out loud, but I think I've figured out one of the things I want to do in retirement to keep income coming in. I think I want to train dogs. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but the, the, I, I, I want to be Caesar from the t- uh, learning channel. Go tss, tss. When the dog pees on the ground, I want to train dogs for people. I know that sounds kind of odd, but it is what it is. You just, you just always want to be an alpha. <laughs> I figured that I figured out from walking dead. There's a, a line in it. Are you an A or a B? I finally figured out what that is. A B is a beta. A is an alpha. So, and society wants alphas, but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about spending limits. How do you go about figuring out a budget? Is it software? Is it looking at people's, you know, mint.coms? How do you figure out a budget for me? How do you figure out a budget for clients? Well, sometimes you have to work backwards because there's not a lot of families that tend to track every single dollar, right? They know that they're they're saving, say, 15% of pay, but and they know they have a little bit left over each month if they're spending money, but they don't know exactly what they're spending money on. So some cases we have to kind of work backwards and say, okay, what is your net paycheck? And we know that you're spending most of that and kind of work backwards to create a budget. And then it's a, you know, sometimes a two or three year process to really get the details. And, and, you know, that's fine if you're 15, 20 years from away from retirement, but if you're in that position, you think you're five years from retirement, it's a little scary. I mean, you, that's, that's where most of the homework on your end needs to come into play. Um, there's a lot of free software. We, we, we have clients, we have software that they can use to track their spending and look at their overall financial plan. But it, becomes, what am I spending money on now? And then what am I going to spend money on in retirement? Because that old rule of thumb that I'm only going to spend 70% of what I'm spending now in retirement is completely false. The first 10 years, people tend to spend more money because they're doing all the things they couldn't do when they were working. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little curious on that and a little bit worried about that. Um, having spending limits is something a lot of people are uncomfortable with, but it's super key and super important. And as a financial planner, I'm sure that's probably one of the big things that you bump up against. Thanks for joining me, Chad. We'll bring you back again. We'll chat a little bit more about financial planning issues. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Alphabet's Waymo, or Google's Alphabet's Waymo's, um, is going to start selling its laser beam, laser bear, excuse me, 
For some reason, laser and beam go together, right? Lazy, 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 lazy bear. Laser bear. Honeycomb 3D Perimeter Partners. So one of the things that Tesla and Waymo and uh, Apple and other self-driving technology companies, Uber has their division. One of the things they've done well is, is get a lot of patents and get a lot of data going. Whether we're at self-driving cars or not is going to be up for a lot of interpretation and waiting for governments to approve. Waymo is going to begin selling its Laser Bear Honeycomb 3D Perimeter Partners. They're looking at a way of making revenue outside of ride-sharing. Waymo is valued at roughly $70 billion, according to an analyst at Morgan Stanley. Um, yesterday, I, I talked you know, about some of the, the companies inside of companies. Google's YouTube you know, pulls in numbers that are scarily creepily similar to Netflix. And yet it doesn't get the Netflix premium, per se. Um, Waymo, another division of Alphabet, has a huge valuation. At some point in time, maybe Google spins off a couple of these businesses to create value for shareholders. Um, but selling your technology and licensing it seems to make a lot of sense, especially when you put so much effort into building the sensors that can also be used not just for self-driving cars, but in fields like robotics. And they're available to buy right now. So, anyhow, um, trying to unlock value is one of the tougher things to talk about on Wall Street. But that's something Google's going to have to do down the road. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Got a big seminar coming up. You can sign up for it by going to Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm not going to say that I'm a storyteller because that sounds ridiculous, but I try to bring some elements of infotainment to what I grew up thinking was an incredibly boring world, investments and savings and retirement issues. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if it's because I have a psychological issue. I don't know if I've got a black cloud over me. Um, I don't know. But I worry about what retirement looks like. I worry about regrets. Um, I think everyone makes mistakes in life, and I think trying to limit your regrets is important. And I, I can tell you, it doesn't take a rocket genius scientist super navigator to tell you that a lot of people aren't doing their part for thinking about what age 60 to 100 looks like. And all you got to do is travel to an airport. I used to love traveling to airports. When I had a little bit more time on my hand, I didn't mind getting bumped off of a flight because I'd play a game called Dirty Butt. Dirty Butt is a game where you are sitting in an airport and you're probably having a beer. And you're watching people walk by and you go, I wonder if they got a dirty butt or a clean butt. And you just start laughing because you, you would notice how absurd the world is. And the game can be played with, I wonder if they've got hairy armpits or no hair. I wonder if they got money or no money. I wonder if they've eaten a vegetable or if they've never eaten a vegetable. So you can sit in an airport and play a variety of what I would refer to as the dirty bike game. 
And sometimes I look at people, I go, I wonder if they own a gym membership and have never gone. I wonder if they they go to the gym a lot. Like I've seen the lead singer recently of Imagine Dragons. And this guy went from a stick, teeny tiny little um, hipster with a bad haircut, a mullet. He was a mullet-wearing hipster, which no hipster beard-wearing hipster would allow. And now he looks like... He's just nothing but muscle. From his neck to his his ankles, are just it's just muscle. Do you think he was wearing a shirt for one minute of the concert? Not one single minute. Now, if I had a body like that, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt either, right? They just came out with a song. I want to say it's called Your Time or something like that, but it's going to be the new song of college football this year. And uh, that's smart. You don't make money the, sale, the old way you used to. You don't necessarily make money selling albums. You make money selling your, your song to a commercial interest. If you're a hipster band, the best thing you can do is be on a GM commercial. It's the worst thing you ever imagined, but it's, it's a start. This is going to be all over ESPN and college football. Anyway, I know you're saying, how do you know that? Because ESPN released, this is our song of college football. They've done it before with Radioactive, and you'll hear it for the next 12, or you'll hear it all, all that time. So anyway, my, my point being is that... I think we're all a little crazy, and I think the way we all approach things are a little bit slightly different. But you got to start thinking of some of the stuff. And I, when I'm at an airport, I look at people and I go, I get depressed. And when I get your emails, I get depressed. I'm not here going to give a, co- a conversation, which, for the record, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, gave a, a impassioned thing about depression. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned plea about, you know, lesbian, gay, civil rights. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned, and like, okay. But sometimes if it feels forced, you're like, that was a little bit too quick. Like, make some eye contact if you're going to have uh, this impassioned plea. So the point that I'm trying to make with this is, again, is that we get into a situation where sit down in an airport and look at people or go to a Raiders game. And say, I wonder how many of these people are maxed out their 401k or their 403b. And I bet I'm wrong. I bet I'm saying, you know, I look at a Raiders uh, parking lot as blue collar. You look at it as a San Francisco 49ers parking lot as white collar. Over in Santa Clara, they're eating sushi. In Oakland, they're eating ribs and small pigs. They're eating the pig? Yes! sure that's not a Denver Bronco fan? Maybe. But you look at people and I go, I wonder how these people are thinking about retirement in any way, shape, or form. Because when you go to a Warriors game or you go to a Raiders game, it's cost money. When you go to the radio, it costs money. And doesn't it feel at times like everyone wants theirs? And like, okay... I've got light bulbs that need to be changed. They're on 18-foot-tall ceilings. And the guy comes over, and he's like, that's $400. You're like, $400 turned in a light bulb? He's like, do it yourself. 
Save like, okay, okay, I'll pay you $400 to climb a 18-foot ladder. <clears throat> and then he's at the Raiders game. So I play a game called Dirty Butt, <clears throat> and it's meant entirely in fun to kill time. But do yourself a favor and play a game of, I wonder if that person's going to get towards retirement. I've got friends who, I wonder if they're ever going to get married. I've got a friend who is perpetually single, and she's she's always engaged. That's what it is. She's always engaged, but she does have a barber, and the baby's getting older, and she never seems to pull the trigger and get actually married to the guy. She's, you know, forced into buying her a ring on Facebook. I said yes. I know you're saying, did you just say she forced a guy into it? Maybe. I think some people in relationships push on strings, and I think some people plant seeds that are going to grow, regardless of if you want them to or not. But anyway, so one of the things I try to do is I try to look at people and say, how prepared are we for retirement? And then I try to look at all the news, and I go like, okay, Walmart's starting a streaming service. So you'll be able to stream TV service cheaper than cable, probably. They'll probably copy Google's YouTube or maybe um, Netflix. They'll, they'll do something, right? They get your butt to go in the door. Can they get you to sign something to say that you want streaming services that's going to be cheaper than Netflix? Or streaming service for your hunting cabin that's going to be way better than no service. Okay. So a lot of that's going on out there. A lot of, lot to think about. And then you try to blend some of that. Like, I don't think America's going to be ready for retirement. And then you go, Amazon started this holiday in the summer. And we've talked about Coke. How do they make more sales? They come up with Diet Coke. Then when they come up with Sprite, the Uncola Cola kind of thing. And they come up with water. And they come up with orange juice. So Amazon needs to figure out a way to get you to spend money. And on things that you know may not just be retail. I mean, maybe it'll be healthcare. Maybe it'll be content. Maybe it'll be media. So they're trying to get that transaction relationship. So they come up with this made-up holiday called Prime Day. Now, when Alibaba first started reporting sales of Singles Day, November 11th, which is a lot of single ones, 11 for November 11 month, and they do it on the 11th day of the year of the November. So it's 11-11, Singles Day, single ones. I can make it rain with singles. I can't make it rain with 20s. I'm a little too budget conscious on that. Amazon says their Prime Day was its biggest shopping day ever. And then I look at the airport, I go, I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. I see a lot of people ready for a diabetes treatment. I see a lot of people ready for an all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. So I threw that out there for you in large part because, you know, get inspired if you can. And if you can't, you know, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to tag you. But Amazon said that they sold over a million smart home devices in the United States. The company did not provide exact sales figures. But the day is open to their prime subscription services across 17 countries, up 13 countries from last year. So when they report their numbers, they're going from three countries to 17 countries. And you start like putting this together and like, when will Amazon come up with Christmas in September or Christmas in April? Because now they've got Christmas in July with Amazon Prime Day. 
where you can get all sorts of electronics where you tend to say, I'm going to hold off my electronics. For instance, I I don't need, I want a new TV that's slightly bigger. So I'm going to take my TV that I'm currently using, shift it to a different location so that I can bring in another TV. But I tend to go, I'm only, I'm only going to get that on Black Friday. And now I'm more tempted to say, eh, maybe I'll get a soundbar on Black Friday. Maybe I'll get the TV on Amazon Day. So it's kind of a slippery slope when you look at numbers like Amazon and go, wow, they did great. That's great news for Amazon. It's not necessarily good news for the rest of America because just go to an airport, play the game called Dirty 401k. Does that guy have a big 401k or a small 401k? Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. That we're talking about money. We're not talking about R. Kelly. We're talking about money and retirement. We're not talking about uh, one of the Kardashians or the richest social media person in the world and the backlash that comes with that title. Uh, We're talking about money and retirement, which not the sexiest things. I was reading up about Guerneville recently. Guerneville is the city in Northern California that's underwater through the floods. And I was a little bit shocked at, I'm not going to say callous, because that's not the right word. We're a little bit, I'm not going to say desensitized to disasters in, in California, but something along those lines. Since when you take a look at the Russian River, this isn't the first time it's flooded, and it's not going to be the last time. And for, gosh, 14, the last 35 years, roughly, Guerneville and the county administrators have been trying to get people to remodel their homes. They're above the 100-year flood levels. They've issued 725 permits. cost about $200,000 to um, remodel the home, per se. You got to put the storage and driveway closer to the river than the home, but this is a recurring problem. And so far, we're talking about 155 million, 155 million dollars in costs, and that's just the start. And disasters tend to start small, and they they, they go bigger. Um, you know, I have a family that uh, their home burned down in a wildfire. It wasn't really that wild of a fire. It was a city fire. But the financial ramifications from it, you know, two years later, they're still you know, working with insurance companies. That takes a lot of time. And as we've heard in the commercial on the show, time is money. So keep in mind, some of this is a little bit worse than you think. Um, as far as Costco, and how do you get prepared for an emergency? $155 million here, $155 million there, a couple billion here. I've heard, and I don't know if I should even bring this one up, but... Um, there's going to be a superstorm at some point in time that's going to hit California. And they're saying it could a rainstorm could be just as damaging as an earthquake if it hits the right way, the right time. 
uh, you know, Santa Rosa is saying 250 million gallons of treated sewage has been released in the waterway since the storm has hit. Doesn't it feel like we should have this better figured out as a nation? How not to get sewage water released into the outside world? We totally get Kylie Jenner, the world's youngest self-made billionaire, and she's catching a lot of flack right now for that. Uh, but those are just some of the things that I'm working on at this point in time. Private payrolls were up 183,000. A lot of people think we've hit peak jobs. And one analyst said mid-sized companies have the strongest performer this year of adding to companies, uh, labor payroll. But Mark Zandi came out and said the economy is throttled back, and so too has the job growth. The economy is throttled back. Sounds like we're slowing. Job gains are still strong, but they've likely seen their high watermark for this expansion. It was on this date in 2009 when the stock market hit a bottom, and since then it's gone up 400% since then. Creating, I would say, a little bit of false sense of security, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Things always go up. Stocks are coming to profit-taking today. Weakness from the S&P 500 energy and healthcare sectors. Healthcare is considered defensive because you have to have it in a good economy and a bad economy, right? But energy is considered to be part of the growth cycle. Of are we consuming it? Are we keeping the price high? With the old supply and demand world, right? So those are the, the big stories of the day as far as the overall market. Nothing crazy. You know, there was an analyst call on marijuana stocks. Yeah, we've kind of seen that before. There's some weakness in the semiconductor stocks today. Micron's down 5.5%. Um, Cleveland Research is a big research f- group for Wall Street. They lowered their revenue estimates, citing increased pricing headwinds, inventory risk, and soft demand. Semiconductors have been one of the big sector winners this year. And, you know, all, te- all sectors have, like, little subsectors. In finance, you've got banking and brokers and insurance, for instance, amongst others, including um, some of the fast-growing fintech companies. But in 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 tech, you have hardware, software, semiconductors, semiconductor equipment. Um, You've got a lot of plays inside of the quote-unquote tech sector. Uh, The OECD is lowering their global growth forecast from 3.5% to 3.3%. That doesn't sound like a big haircut, but it is. When you're talking about global economies, uh, the OECD is saying China and Europe are slowing down. In context of a market that has made a huge run in a short period of time, a little bit of profit-taking maybe today from this global growth forecast and weakness in semiconductors. Weakness in energy, oil stocks are down 1.5% as prices have come down on the price of barrel. Uh, Yet there's going to be winners and losers. ExxonMobil just had a big investor day. Uh, They talked about its profit potential and cash generation prospects look better than they did last year. Stock's still down because the price of oil's down. It's funny how that works, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, i got a big seminar coming up. You can always sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. If you've never been to one of these events, they're good events. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
ever wondered how the banks make all their money and wanted to be on the bank's side of the deal? At Pacific Private Money, their clients do just that. For almost a decade, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments, earning returns of 7.5% or more, secured primarily by California real estate at conservative values. As most baby boomers know, it's important to earn consistent above-market returns on their savings and retirement accounts. High-yield alternative investment strategies like Pacific Private Money's mortgage-backed investments might be just the thing you need to boost your income. Join the thousands of California residents who have learned one of the best-kept secrets in investing. For more information, call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150. That's 415-883-2150 or visit their website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. All investments have inherent risk due to market fluctuation and your individual results may vary based on the investment. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investments or investment strategies. Take AM twelve twenty with you wherever you go on our smart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.